Hearing Loss Live Talks, Hearing Loss and Limits. Good morning and welcome to Hearing Loss Live. We hope you are remembering to like, share, subscribe, and check out our for sale content on our hearinglosslive.com website. Today, we are going to talk about hearing loss and limitations. We have talked about quite a few things that, that come with hearing loss that we don't realize it's more hearing loss is more of a layer of boundaries. Everybody has boundaries, but hearing loss causes a new layer with the boundaries. Um, grief layers, <laughs> like a big old onion, right? Peeling back the layers and what's related to the hearing loss, what's related to the changes that come with it. And uh, one of them is limitations. Uh, sounds terrible because limitations sound like they stop you from doing things, but sometimes it's learning how to do it a different way. Um, and your hearing partner's can sadly limit you accidentally <laughs> or get warped into your limitation is causing my problem when really it's not. It, it's learning how to talk it through and come up with new um, ideas. Shelly, give us some insight on limitations with your hearing loss and how you kind of worked through some of that. Thank you. This topic made me go far back in my memory. <laughs> I used to feel um, very limited. I mean, it was always after a big drop in hearing. Suddenly, I had new limits. And I had to learn how to deal with them. It's, you know, this was... 2009, 2010, so I'm really going back of my head here. I know I isolated because I just did not know how to deal with the hearing world after my big move to a whole new city, new friends. Nobody seemed to understand hearing loss. So I felt severely limited in my activities. The one thing I did make sure I did was I went to all the hard of hearing events I could at our state deaf and hard of hearing center. We have a great hard of hearing program here. I was taking multiple classes. I attended presentations. Why? Why was I there instead of elsewhere? Because I had accommodations. I could use assistive listening and I could use CART captioning so I didn't feel as lost there it was like I walked into the center and I was like I'll be taken care of here and then when I walked out those doors I was like I'm not taken care of out here <laughs> so it was a I want to I call it a two two-year healing process now of learning new strategies and learning to request accommodations, knowing that I had to use accommodations to participate in managing that in my life. It's slowly, the limits kind of disappeared or exp 
expanded. I, I can't say totally disappeared. My limits did expand, and I learned I could do a lot more with the proper accommodations. And mostly what's limiting there is hearing people not giving me the accommodations that I need. Yeah, that that is interesting. Because um, it happens everywhere, at home, at work, in venues. I, I And it's, I think I write in the blog a little bit about, you know, don't turn the limitations into um, an argument. Well, you know, you do need to accept the limits and it can be hard for both parties. Um, maybe you don't go out <laughs> to the bar every night of the week. Maybe you don't, uh, have a big family dinner once a month or whatever, whatever that looks like. But maybe instead it's broken down to, okay, this group's going to come over on this weekend and this group's going to come over on that weekend. And then I can socialize easier and better. And I think it's harder for someone who I could be wrong. So I don't know. I think it's harder for someone who's new to hearing loss versus someone versus the stages between until you become severe again. You know what I mean? There's like, there's, there's the drop and learning that there's all these new things that nobody tells you about. Right. We talk a lot in our classes about, you know, why weren't we told this? Why weren't we told this Um, over and over? And so there's that, you know, learning that limit. Um, learning your age limit <laughs> and how that may or may not change. Um, there's your hearing partners learning their limits on what they should be pushing versus allowing you healing time. Um, by that, I kind of am thinking about isolation versus self-healing. Um, if you come to our live workshop or did come to the live workshop, I think Shelly's going to go, Shelly went into that quite a bit. Uh, there is a difference. Oh, I just lost Shelly. Uh, kidding. There is a difference with um, Oh, I'm trying to put the thought together. There is a difference between isolation and healing time to learn your new limits, right? So the first thing hearing partners need to really, I don't know how to get, I almost want to buy billboards, Shelly, so we can put this across the country. Number one rule, (laughs) hearing aids and cochlear implants do not fix hearing loss. They are helping aid tools. Do not expect your loved one (laughs) to have the same communication that they had prior to the hearing loss. I don't know of anybody that that's happened to. And if it did happen for you, kudos. So that's rule number one. So knowing that the person needs to heal with the grief, they need to heal with what the hearing aid or cochlear implants going to help them with helping them get the tools 
And are they maybe not going to a party for the next couple months because they need to work through all that? And and you're just trying to get them out of the house versus, okay, it's been, I don't know. You talked, Shelly, about it took you two years to kind of get through it, right? So is it self-healing or is it isolation? And when do you need to help prompt your loved one to get more help? Kind of talk about that. Okay. The grief process, I think, is misunderstood by our hearing partners. They don't allow us that time to heal. I remember my husband telling me, get out there. You got to come out there. You can't just sit in your office. You have to get out of there. Uh, And me going, but how? (laughs) I had no idea how to do the parties and uh, the, the big lunches and movies. Movies were out. That was a huge part of my life. So that was a certain amount of grief. And it was missing my old life. I I was limited severely with movies, just being at home. And back then it was renting movies, right, with captions. The streaming platforms didn't have captions back then. So this limited a part of my enjoyment until they came out with the captive views, uh, views, caption boxes, the caption glasses, and and now we have open captions. Ta-da, my my limits expanded because I I got accommodations. So there's more than ever now, and that's what I tell people. There's more accommodations than ever. In 2010, there wasn't caption phones in wide release yet. There wasn't caption views or caption boxes at the movie theaters. So it was it was a rougher road for us. And I would say only in the last, what, seven, eight years have all of this really come out and brought us life again, but then it's getting to getting the resources and telling people about the options. Like Julia said earlier, we had somebody in a class say yesterday, why don't they tell us about this? Hearing aids and getting a, a companion microphone that will expand your limits again, because you can give it to people in the car and hear a little bit better in the backseat. There's a severe lack of rehabilitation for hearing loss, especially when we step into the severe range that changes everything. And it can be just a little step, but that that is it's a it's a huge gap in life. Um, I think hearing partners cause limitations. By doing things like I'll tell you later, never mind. Um, you're no fun anymore. <laughs> that, that's a mean one, but I, you know, you, you won't do this anymore. You won't do that. Um, and they need to think that through better on uh, what they should be doing with that. Um, 
don't cause the limitation. Don't be at a party and say, I'll, I'll tell you everything later. Just come to the party. That's no fun for the other person. That's going to not be any fun for you. Uh, if you're young, you might remember what happened at the party. Uh, I'm going on 55. I'm lucky if I remember my name every morning, uh, let alone, you know, what might have happened at an event the day before. <laughs> Shelly and I spend also a lot of time in class going, did I tell you this? <laughs> did we talk about this last week? <laughs> so um, don't limit them. And I don't even know if it's conscious all the time that they're limiting them with that. Um, they're causing hurt, they're causing grief, they're causing limits. Um, but those are things that hearing partners can work better at promoting self-help for the other person. Um, when one door closes, another one opens, right? So maybe you are, I, here's the thing. And honestly, gosh, we might've even talked about this last month or the month before. Um, uh, sorry, my phone went off at the same time and drew, drew my attention and I totally lost that. Right. Um, <laughs> um, oh my heavens. The whole thing just totally went out of my head. You want me to, to give a few words and yeah, go get ahead. back to you? Would, yeah. With something. Uh, okay, so here's what popped into my mind while Julie was talking. Limits ties in with grief. We grieve our old life. We don't know how to live a new life yet. And this also ties in with our communication boundaries. Because some limits are good, like saying, no, I'm not going to do that. And here's why. I'm not going to go to some play and sit there and look pretty because you you want me there. I, I need the participation. So there is good limits to revisit our blog, take a look at the podcast and get our workbooks on both of those topics, communication boundaries and grief. Thank you. You reminded me because I'm not, again, I'm not sure which podcast but I think I talked about everybody comes to us and wants the silver bullet for social gatherings. We don't have it. You are going to have to decide what your boundaries are with that. And a good way to learn some new tools for social gathering will be to join us next month when we're going to talk about uh, technology around the holidays. Uh, how how to have better conversations with folks, what technology is out there to use at the dinner table, maybe. Um, like Shelly says, uh, it's come a long way in just seven, five to seven years, just the last five to seven years, personal, not just for venues, but your personal use of tools that you can use with your family and have better communication. Um and maybe change some of those limits. And, you know, sometimes it's okay to say, I'm going to go to this social gathering. I'm going to stay an hour, make a plan. I want to talk to so-and-so and I want to talk to so-and-so because I haven't seen them for a long time. I see you every day. So don't take it wrong if I don't come over and talk a lot with you. 
I'm going to, you know, set yourself up for better times, but be prepared to be tired. Be prepared to say an hour is all I'm given. This is all I got right now. Um, and spread the love, I guess. That's my best advice. Any other thoughts, Shelly, before we close it out? Uh, each journey is unique. No one's going to match another one's. We at Hearing Loss Live share the processes, uh, strategies, resources, technology, but really it's up to us to find our, our own path as an individual. And we have to be given time to work through the grief and to discover new ways to communicate. Awesome. Thank you so much. We hope you're enjoying our workshop series. Join us uh, talk next Talk About It Tuesday, um, which is November 7th. Uh, I hope I looked at the right month, but I think I did. Uh, we will talk technology. Uh, remember to look at our hearinglosslive.com website for all of our class content for the next coming spring. It should be up hmm, probably in a month or two. Um, but if you get our newsletter, you get information a lot faster than our, our blogs and podcasts. And we hope you have a great day. Bye.